you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hey everybody, welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. As always, live here in New York City. It's Thursday, January 4th. Hey, I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, hey. Peter Schrager. Jason McCourty wearing a shirt that says, ooh wee. You yeah. getting in the t-shirt game? It says, ooh wee barbecue, where everything is ooh wee good. This is in Nashville, Tennessee on Jefferson Street. So last year, when I visited the Titans for the alumni weekend, Adolfo Birch, Tina Toggle, they were telling me about this barbecue spot. All right. They sent me this T-shirt, so I had to represent. And it says, ooh-wee. So, you know, that's all about the branding. I love it. Ooh-wee. Love it's it. some good barbecue. Jags at Tennessee this weekend, right? Yeah. All right. I'm going to sneak off, go to ooh-wee barbecue. Throw out a little bit. Travis, get you some. Spoiler, yes. if they wanted Tennessee. to. Maybe the food makes you say Brave ooh-wee with those expletives. Bravo might have them play, and then they get barbecue right. afterwards. Um, let's they talk win. about a former Tennessee Titan okay. for the lead nice block. Time for the lead block. Lead block. Lead we block. start in Philadelphia, where A.J. Brown looks heated at times during the Eagles' most recent loss to the Cardinals. That's their fourth loss in the last five games. December, not kind to the Eagles. Brown has declined to speak to the media recently until yesterday. He stood up and had some things to say about his frustrations and his relationship with coach Nick Sirianni. All you see is A.J. Brown frustrated with the Eagles. A.J. AJ this, A.J. that, you know, but everybody in his locker room is frustrated. So why are you singling me out because I'm frustrated? Like, just because I'm shaking my head, I'm showing emotion. You can look at everybody in the stadium has bad body language. They're frustrated, you know? And so, yeah, I wanted to clear that up because it's not about me. Like, we're all frustrated. I, I want to win. Like, I want to win. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do everything in my power to win. Like, I wake up before the sun come up. I go home when the sun is past hours after the, the sun has gone down. Like, this, this, is, this is our life. We dedicate our whole entire life to this and I'm sorry I'm cursing but 
but it, it's, it's serious to us, you know what I'm saying? And so it comes with a frustration because if one man goes the wrong way, a half inch, the play is over. It doesn't work, and that's what happens. That may be things that Nick probably want to fix about himself, and, and, and I'll say, but the one thing I can't respect, loyalty is not one of them. And I say that because um, he takes up for us when it has nothing to do with him. And uh, he gets the blame, but that comes with his, with his job, you know. And, and sometimes Jalen does the same thing. And uh, just like Brian, he get the, end, the wrong end of the stick sometimes when it be us. But cause like I said today, the coaches played, played zero snaps this year. It is not the coaches. It is us. Well, he wanted the man to speak. He spoke. What did we think of what A.J. Brown had to say yesterday? Uh, I enjoyed what he had to say. You saw after the game, this was a follow-up where he didn't talk to anybody. He said he wasn't talking uh, after the game. He was frustrated and different things of that nature. He walked out on the media. He then apologized to the entire team for what he did of not speaking to the media for the standpoint of, he said it, it affects everybody. Because when I don't speak now, guys are having to answer questions about my actions and what my thoughts possibly could be. So I respect that from him, especially the apologizing to the team part. Because making sure the locker room is okay is always first and foremost for any football player. And then you listen to the things he said. You do put a lot into that, and so does everybody that's probably watching that clip. Whatever job you have, no matter how much money you make, anything that you do that you're passionate about, you're putting a ton of work in. Different is A.J. Brown has to answer questions immediately after it doesn't work. So I understand the frustrations of after the game not talking about those things. But as you look at this Eagles team and you hear the things that he's saying, you hear the passion come out of his voice and how much it means to him as he says a curse word and apologizes right after mm-hmm. This is a veteran-led team that has been there before. How do they respond amongst all this? Because this has gone on for weeks, and they haven't been able to put their finger on it and figure out exactly what it is to turn this thing around. So A.J. Brown talking to the media, saying all the right things in regards to the frustration of the team. And, yes, he is singled out because he's one of the best players on the team. He's a leader on that football team. He's a high-paid guy on that team. So the camera does go to him as soon as something bad happens. That's, the, that's what you have to live with in the position that he's in. So now how you respond with it, what you do with it. So yes, he said all the right things yesterday in the media. Now, how do they go out there this weekend and play a football right. game? Is the offense clicking on better levels? Are they trying to force AJ to ball now because of everything that's gone on? And does that backfire? So many eyeballs are going to be on Philly, on AJ, and the whole nine, especially on the offensive side of the ball, because there's expectations a lot higher than what we've seen from the defense. I'm really impressed by AJ Brown. That's big boy stuff right there. Mm-hmm. That's big boy stuff before the playoffs, getting in front of it with a thousand microphones in your face, a thousand cameras. This is a small town kid who was then playing for the Tennessee Titans. Now he's got the entire Philadelphia media base in his face, and he was accountable. He was accountable. Uh, you know, he showed the outside world as well as the media that you know all that speculation about all the turmoil. He's like, no, guys, it's on me. Like, I, I yes, it's on us, the players. It's not on Nick. And to be supportive of Nick Sirianni, where. I can tell you in the local Philadelphia market, there's not a lot of people supportive of Nick Sirianni right now. Okay. Same thing with Brian Johnson, who we referenced, who's the offensive coordinator. And I, I thought that was really mature, big boy stuff. And it kind of deflates this balloon of this pressure bubble right there. where It's like, we understand like, self-awareness. We get it. We know what's going on. Um, before the season started, we did the same segment probably 30 times in the offseason. Who has more pressure on them this season to succeed? The Cowboys or the Eagles? Mm-hmm. As the season is going on, I can't help but think the pressure bubble in Philadelphia was so immense. They were 10-1 and one at one point, and we were doing segments on the show, What's Wrong with the Eagles? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine every day? You're 10-1, and one and we're doing So eventually, we were right. things did unravel yeah. a little yeah. bit, right? We like right. They did unravel. Now can you put it back together, like you said, but... 
big boy stuff. I don't know if I've ever been more, as AJ Brown's had huge games. I don't know if I've ever been more impressed than seeing him just answer mm-hmm. and sit, stand in front of those cameras and do that yesterday. I totally agree with you. I thought the same way. We, we maybe live in a time now, maybe it's just me, where you see some athlete makes a long speech and you're just ready to poke holes in it. I, that's great. What do they say? No notes. <laughs> the note would be, no, let's go make some plays. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, this is great. You can make a great speech. Don't go lose to the Giants this weekend. It's it's confounding because the locker room seems really good and the yeah, coach relationship yeah. is really good. Yeah. So I keep looking for blame. Where is the rash of injuries that is brought to this? Where is the fist fight in the lock? There's none of that. Yeah. What happened? Because you you know we said the defense can't stop anybody. This defense held Miami to 17 points. This defense held Kansas City to 17 points. We have not had the guys wiped out. It is not like oh we lost this guy and this guy. No. It's not like we don't like Sirianni. They love Sirianni. We don't like Jalen. They love Jalen. So that's the most frustrating part for us, or if you're a Philly fan, there's nothing to point to. There's no one to harass on social media. There's no one's Wikipedia page to deface. There's no meme other than at one point we just stopped being able to win, and now we can't beat anybody, and everybody's waiting for us to go one and done in the playoffs because if you just look at the last six weeks, we look like the 10th best team in the NFC. Maybe 12. I, I, I don't know. It's generous. I mean, listen, I know they're better than the they Panthers lost to the Cardinals and maybe the Falcons. And they so lost to the Cardinals and Seahawks. Who are you like? Oh, they're better than them. I don't know. And the, the, my takeaway is I don't know why. I, unless they just got old fast. But come on. What are we talking about? We're reaching. This is confounding to me. And I'm trying to come up with reasons where, like, they can flip the switch. We've been waiting for six weeks for them to flip this way. I don't get it. It's very frustrating. Well, if you listen to him, it's on the players. You know, saying something like it's a half inch off and an entire play gets busted. Yeah. Like, that's not a coach's thing. That's not, it's like how they are physically conducting their business on the field. As a reminder, the Eagles can still win the NFC East, to Kyle's point. The two seed in the NFC with a win against the Giants and, in addition to, a Cowboys loss to the Commanders. That's how that could go for an Eagles playoff scenario. Mm-hmm. How does this look moving forward? All right. Jason, where AJ you- said all the right things. There was something that stuck out to me though when he started talking about the play against Seattle, where it's late in the game and they're driving. They have a chance to go down and actually win the game, and they have the ball on offense. And Jalen Hurts throws this one deep. He's trying to find AJ Brown deep down the sideline. Didn't need it in this situation, only needed a field goal. Julian Love goes up, makes an incredible interception. Credit to Julian Love. But I want you guys to take a listen to what AJ Brown had to say about this play yesterday. Like for the Seattle game, that was on us. Like we we messed that up. We 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 improvised and we went on our own. And Nick came out and said, "Oh, I I, I wanted uh, to try to get a flag or something, something crazy like that." It's like he really made himself look like look look like a fool for us. I have nothing but respect for him. Like you know what I'm saying? Cause not all coaches do that. You know what I'm saying? So like, bro, bro, we rhyme with Nick. We rhyme with Brian. We just got to come out. We just got to play ball. I love that. They're, so do I. Nick's supporting him. They support, they're supporting him, vice versa. My issue with, all right, we're late in the game. <laughs> Is there a lack of trust in the play calling? Because why are we improvising at that point in the game? We just need a field goal, and we're moving the ball on offense that we feel the need that we can just go and do our own thing and make a play. I think those are the question marks, Kyle, when you start to say, well, what is it about yeah. this team? Is it when you reach a certain level of success where it's like, all right, well, now I know I can do X, Y, and Z. I can make this happen. Or, hey, on this one, I know we're trying to do this play to the left. Hey, just throw it up to me. I'm going to go make a play for you. So I think those are the things that you're starting to possibly see, Kareem. I'm not locker room but just listening to it late in the game where you need your best execution to say we're improvising at that given point is a little confusing 
So there's a thing online that, that's been amusing me this week, and you're trying to build some positivity for the Eagles. It's been very negative. Like, how can you build this thing up? The sentiment is, how can a team that is playing this badly and losing this much get in the playoffs and just turn it around? It's never happened. It has happened. So a lot of people have sent me this, including James Nagel online. <laughs> I want you to look at the symmetry between this year's Eagles right now and a very famous Ravens team. All right. Week 12, win in overtime. This is the 2012 Ravens went on to win the Super Bowl with Joe, Joe Flacco. Loss, 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 win, loss. Wow. <laughs> it's perfectly symmetrical. That Ravens team on the left was playing like crap. And they had nothing. And everyone online, I've looked, I went back and looked at it. It was like, one and done. This team has nothing. They don't have it. They're, they're crawling to the end line. This is the same exact thing that the Eagles have done. And I went back and looked at quotes from everybody, from Marshall Yonda to Ed Al. All they're saying is stuff like AJ saying, we got to stick together. we got to make plays. Do you want to know what happened to this Ravens team right after that? Roll it. Because they went on a run of all runs. This is Flacco against the Andrew Luck Colts. They went and beat them. This AFC that the, the Flacco Ravens went through was much more loaded than the NFC that's waiting for the Eagles. Because then we went against Peyton in Denver. Peter, you remember this game? Mm-hmm. Raheem Moore game. Oh. They beat them. And then they're like, well, that's a crazy run for a team that ended the season like crap. Well, then they got to go against the big dogs in Foxborough. They beat them. They get to the Super Bowl. They beat a really good Niners team. The coach beats his brother. The lights go out. They did all of that with the same exact path to the playoffs that this Eagles this team is taking. So the question begets itself, what if? What if the bright lights just come on? And what if the playoffs come on? And what if they'd say, all right, now we got it out. We, this feels familiar. We've been here. We've been deep in here before. And just like that Flacco Raven scene, they start making plays and gelling and they go on a run. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it has happened and not that long ago. Okay. That's a good take. I love it. The counter, of course, which is what we do at this show. The counter is last year, the Buccaneers were defending Super Bowl champions. They petered out at the end of regular season. They go and they play Dallas in a playoff game and they get blown out and it's over. Like, it could happen that quickly too, right? And to me, it's, all right, you've got this one week against the Giants. Forget about it. Whoever cares. It's basically they're not, the Cowboys aren't going to lose to the Commanders. You're the five seed. You have to go to Tampa and beat a Buccaneers team. I think I would take this Eagles team over Tampa right now mm-hmm. in Tampa. Mm. And then it's the next week. And then it's divisional round. And that's Why, everything. Why would you take them over Tampa? I would take them over Tampa. just lost to New Orleans. I think Tampa. Tampa. Uh, Philly just lost to Arizona, though. I, I think the, the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles beat them on Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. kicked the snot out of them down there. Mm-hmm. I would take them. If I'm picking right now, okay. it might change if we lead up to it. Mm-hmm. Divisional round, if they win the first round, they're going to have to go to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Is it a failure of a season if you get to the divisional round? Yes. You think it's a failure? Definitely. And that's where I'm like, because I don't know if they're getting past San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this thing, I, There's something we call the eye test. There's mm-hmm. a reason when they're 10-1, and one, we start the show and say, what's wrong with the mm-hmm. Eagles? The eye te- they don't have it with the eye test. Yeah. Whether it's the backyard football that they're playing and they think they could do green light and all that stuff, whether it's they just lost the mojo and need to find it, this Eagles team doesn't pass the eye test right now. Maybe I'm wrong and maybe we'll use this clip and maybe this makes them put the dog masks on. <laughs> I hope they find it. I like when the Eagles are the Eagles because they've got this big bravado and they represent the city so well. But right now, they don't look the same they did as last year or the 2017 Eagles or, mm. in your case, the 2012 Ravens, which mm. I thought, you know, Ray Lewis got those guys going when it nat- and But they can, like, you can't get uninjured. You can get the mojo back. Fair. It's happening. Yeah. Like, you can't yeah. all of a sudden start to like each other when you hate each other. Mojo can come and go. They don't have injury problems. They don't have leadership problems. They just have 
Mojo problems. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's happen. the only thing I got. Well, and if their head coach and their offensive coordinator have uh, words of affirmation as their love language, and they should be feeling pretty good about themselves <laughs> after what A.J. Brown had to say, really in defense of their behaviors and how they've gone, because that was a huge ownership for him to take up. Tom Pelissero, good morning to you, our NFL Network insider this morning. Quarterback news that we should be looking into on a Thursday morning? Well, Jamie, let's start out with Bills quarterback Josh Allen, who is a full participant in practice on Wednesday despite neck and right finger injuries. Allen suffered a stinger on the final play last week against New England, but he said not something that he anticipates is going to affect him this week. Allen said he is good to go with a massive game Sunday night, the final game of the regular season. The Bills have the number two seed, a division title, and quite possibly, depending on other results, their playoff hopes altogether on the line against the Dolphins. In other news, Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence listed as a limited participant in practice on Wednesday, dealing with both a right shoulder and a left finger injury. Lawrence, of course, missed last week's game because of that shoulder injury, the first game that he has missed in a long, long time, certainly his entire NFL career. Lawrence said that he is feeling better. He's going to do whatever it takes to be out there. They also have a division title, the AFC South title, on the line if they can beat the Titans on Sunday. Meanwhile, Bucks quarterback Baker Mayfield did not participate in practice on Wednesday as he continues to deal with a ribs injury. Mayfield said the ribs are bruised. They're not fractured or broken. I'm sure he's not feeling great right now, but Mayfield said he too will do whatever it takes to be out there. The Bucks also can wrap up the NFC South title if they can beat the Panthers on Sunday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service 
project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Hello. All right, let's go. Way back in week one, this is September 10th, 2023. Justin Fields and the Bears kicked off the season by hosting Jordan Love and the Packers. Love threw for three touchdowns. Field turned the ball over a couple of times. Green Bay won. We get it. Kind of set the tenor for the season. Jordan Love has gone on to have a great year, a satisfactory year. A lot's happened since then. We get a rematch to close out the season. This time it's at Lambeau on Sunday. Justin Fields was asked yesterday what a week 18 would mean to him and his team. I think it'd, be, uh, it'd mean a lot to, uh, you know, the team, uh, the fans, the city. Um, I think it'd be great. You know, we know that Green Bay's playing for a lot at stake. They're playing for a playoff spot right now. So I just think with, you know, kind of all that on the table, I think, you know, it'd, it'd be great, a great feeling to, you know, end the season off with a win in Lambeau. It'll be a fun environment to walk into, um, you know, their home field. Uh, I know their fans going to be loud because... It's not much to do in Green Bay except watch football, but um, uh, it's going to be a great environment to us for us to play in, and uh, you know, hopefully, we have a great game and get the dub on Sunday. Oh, he knows there's a lot to play for in Green Bay, especially when apparently there's nothing else to do except to watch football. Nice line. Uh, so the Bears have been eliminated. That's obviously not the whole story, though. What would a Week 18 win over the Packers mean, Peter, for the future of the Justin Fields experience? Yeah, I can't tell you straight up what it means as far as win-loss. I'll tell you the different scenarios, though, and what's at stake here. Yeah. So Justin Fields is going into another offseason. It'll be his third offseason. At some point... The Bears need to commit to him by picking up his fifth-year option or giving him what most quarterbacks who are deemed franchise quarterbacks after their third year, a massive, massive franchise quarterback contract. We're talking $40 million a year, $200 million deal, similar to what what Jalen Hurts got last year, similar to what we see Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and the rest get. Um, The alternative is they have the Carolina pick. They have the number one selection overall already. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix, you name all these different guys who are going to be in the draft, and it's Jalen Dan, all these guys. They can pay them rookie contract stuff, which is less than $10 million a year for at least four to five years, plus the franchise tag, if they decide to just scrap the Justin Fields experience altogether and then go quarterback at the top. Financially, that might be the better decision, but in the last few weeks, Justin Fields has played some of his best football of his career. Meaning, do you definitely move on from door number one just as you've been nurturing mm-hmm. and been putting all this time and investment and in getting him to where he is right now to move on to door number two, which is a complete unknown, and you have to start from scratch all over again? It's a fascinating decision, and it trickles up the box because you have then Is Matt Eberflus the head coach next year? We don't know 100%. Mm-hmm. Is Luke Getze the offensive coordinator who's been working with Fields on this offense? We don't know. Is Ryan Poles there? We think. we know. We, there are so many questions, and yet... If you win in Lambeau, in the elements, you get a very, very big statement on national TV with Nance and Romo on the call and with your fan base now 
being all in your corner and saying, how do we move on from this guy? Now, economically speaking, it's probably the wiser decision to just say, well, we gave him four years. Let's get the cheaper quarterback. And every four years, let's keep on. Unless Fields is 100% that guy, and you think you could win a Super Bowl with him, and you view him like that franchise quarterback. But there are so many different options they can do. They can trade the pick. They can draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and give him another wide receiver to go with DJ Moore. I think this is so fascinating, and I honestly think this performance is going to play a big role in, at the very least, the public opinion of Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. If he can go do that and do what Goff did last year, knock the Packers out of the playoffs in Lambeau, there's so much momentum towards next season, and do you really want to pull the plug on that? That's a decision that they have to make in the front mm. office. It's so interesting because I, I don't know who said it, but they called the conf- I think you said it, Kyle, the confetti test. If you close your eyes. Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel Jeremiah says that. You close your eyes, the confetti test. Can you picture Justin Fields standing in the middle of it, bringing a Super Bowl back to the city of Chicago? And from a player's perspective in a situation like this, there's so much that's out of your hands that you don't decide, that you don't dictate. And even talking to Justin Fields last week, that was his biggest thing. Was, I have no idea idea what they're going to do upstairs and that's what he continued to say we don't make that decision for himself and so many other guys on this football team but he did say you know what I'm going into this season we're going to finish on and if anything I want to go out with a bang and that's the only thing we can do no matter what we're doing I've been on good morning football if I'm gone tomorrow I can at least say people can be like oh wait that boy wore some outfits out there on this (laughs) so you want to do you want to do something I look at for Justin Fields you're talking about going into Lambeau in the last game of the season you can spoil their postseason hopes. But then also, for the Chicago Bears and their franchise, they haven't won a game at Lambeau since 2015 when Jay Cutler was the quarterback. So for Justin Fields, if this is your last game in a Bears uniform, this was back in 2015 when Brett Favre was being honored and his name was going up in the stadium at Lambeau Field. Born rain, Thanksgiving Day, and the Bears come out victorious. For Justin Fields, let it be. Hey, remember that Fields kid? He was here for a few years. Some moments up and down, but do you remember that game at Lambeau, his last game, the way he played in that one, how he led Chicago to a victory? And remember the Packers didn't even go to the playoffs. That was the second year straight, and we were the ones to do it as a Bears fan. Hey, Justin Fields, is this is your last game? Go out with a bang, exactly how you said it. I can't tell you how big this game is. Mm-hmm. I think it's everything for a couple of reasons. One, you have to understand the, the, the Bears organization, they, they believe that their bedrock of their company is beating the Packers. That's just what mm-hmm. they, they stand upon. The McCaskey family is very passionate about it. There's all sorts of rumors that they don't allow green and gold things in the facility, and like they're very specific about it. That whole like Aaron Rodgers, I own you, I've always, I think that's embarrassing. I think it's a shame. Like, I think they absolutely hate it. If Justin Fields goes to Lambeau at the end of this season, and especially this last six weeks, and wins and beats their up-and-coming quarterback in front of their crowd and ends it, I, I think it's a wrap. I think, he, I think he's going to be extended. I think mm-hmm. he will be their quarterback for a long time. If they don't, I think it's a wrap. Really? You think I think it's, it's that, that simple? Thing. My point, Peter, is I don't think they made up their mind. Yeah. I think they're saying we're going to watch as much football yeah. as possible, and that's the key part. Last week was very dramatic, and you're winning in the snow, and it's holiday time, and we're chanting fields. That's all BS, guys. Don't base it on that. That's fan sentimentality, which I respect. Base it on football and base it on finances. So the fact that the Bears fans chanted his name did not mean that they're going to bring him back, and nor should it mean that. If you go and beat the Packers in a football game, that's what should be to bring them back. Even personally, as a kid who grew up a Bears fan and who talks football all day, 
I don't have a take yet. Mm. I don't. I don't. People, should they bring him back? I don't know. When you think of Caleb Williams in a Bears jersey, does that get you more excited? Well, that's the problem because the Bears fan base, and never mind the fan base, the Bears organization is haunted by misses. Patrick Mahomes could be a Bear this weekend as he goes after the playoffs. They didn't have him. There's other misses I could name. So when you see that, May and Knicks and Will, they could pass on all of them to draft an offensive lineman and a wide receiver and trade the pick. It's really scary. Mm. My bottom line is, I don't think it's decided yet. I personally am not decided yet as a fan what I would like to see them do. But if he goes and beats the Packers in what I feel like is a career playoff game for him, I think he's a bear for a long, long time. Mm. The life experience of watching Justin Fields go through college, go through the draft process, and his three years in Chicago has been so fascinating because his personality and his play has flashed at times and sometimes in the most opportunistic moments to be like, well, shoot, now I'm sold on him again. Like, he gets right, he holds his hand to the fire. He puts his back up against the wall, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, maybe I do see it. Kyle, how do you feel about these moments where we see some fight and some fire and fury in Justin Fields. For example, him having a little dig, a little verbal elbow at Green Bay shows a personality side that you're saying, we don't see this a lot from him. What do you make of that? Two moments from Fields this year. That, and then early on when he says, I'm being overcoached, I got too many voices in my head, which was honest. I love it. Listen, Justin Fields is never going to be a vaudeville act. He's never going to be Gardner Minshew, and I love that. As a franchise quarterback, that's what you want. You want a Flacco type who is just solid, strong. He's not doing this. I don't see Justin Fields starting his own podcast. I don't see any of that. It's like it's all football. He shuts the hell up. He's gotten his ass kicked for three years behind that offensive line. Never complains about it. There's a lot to like. What's not to like is that there's a ton of losing, a ton um, I just can't say how big enough this game is. I, I also I think say. the head coach is a lot at stake. I'm not saying I know what the McCaskies are doing. I honestly don't. Even as your NFL insider at this seat sometimes. I, I would, but if Eberflus wins the final two games of the season and they come in and they just beat the Packers, it's really hard to say, yeah, but it just wasn't enough. I, I think this is big for Eberflus and that coaching staff too. Mm, and for Ryan Poles, just the future and the tenor of the draft pick decision as well. Like it's all wrapped up in the same conversation. It's huge. Kyle just shakes his head every time we talk about the Bears <laughs> and how really how sexy and enticing the next three months. Yeah, are. and I'm not SMHing. I'm shaking. I'm marveling at how rich the story is. Yes. This is the story of the offseason. What they do with that pick. What they do with that quarterback. And it becomes way more interesting then, if they beat yeah. the Packers this weekend. Yes. It's like, yeah. oh my God, the Bears are. Yep. I, it's, it's a huge game. Huge game. Huge game for Green Bay, obviously too. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. All right, the last week of the season, it used to be a 16-week season. Now it's a 17-week season. We've had so many regular season finales end in, oh, I don't know, ecstasy. Others end in infamy. heartbreak and infamy. <laughs> this trivia today on our show is going to be based on final week of the season, regular season outcomes. Now remember, it wasn't always just divisional opponents play. It used to be sometimes you'd play a team from the AFC, NFC, you go different divisions. It was wide open. Only in recent years has it become this divisional thing. So keep that in mind as we go through the process as some of these legendary moments you might have forgotten or you might be watching for the first time. Jason, are you ready to go? Oh, I don't know. Let's go. I'm ready, though. All right. In 2003, the Arizona Cardinals were in a regular season finale against the Minnesota Vikings. If the Vikings win the game, they go to the playoffs. It's Randy Moss. It's all those guys. The Cardinals had three wins at the time, were playing for nothing, and ended up beating the Minnesota Vikings. Mm -hmm. Okay? It was a wild game. Jason. Which Cardinals quarterback's touchdown pass to Nathan Poole knocked out the Vikings on the final play of 2003? Was it A, Kurt Warner, B, Josh McCown, C, John Skelton, or D, BYU legend Max Hall? Oh, man, 2003. Look at the names on this list. Um, I'm going to go with B, Josh McCown. Why? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea what the answer. Kurt's too obvious. He doesn't like John Skelton. He's not a Skelton. I was going. I was going between Skelton and I'm a Skelton crown. Ford him. I love him. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Let's go to the legendary radio voice, a friend of ours, friend of Jamie's, Mr. Paul Allen, who was on the call that day for Vikings Radio. 
Here it is. The season's on the line. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! No! No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. Yeah, that's how unbelievable. What a call, too. Is it? What a call. No, Paul Allen on it. Cardinals win 18 to 17. Here's the postscript on it. Vikings missed the playoffs. They're blown out, whatever. Arizona goes 4 and 12 instead of 3 and 13. That pass was caught. It moves them from the number one overall pick to the number three overall pick, but it's okay. Worked out. Chargers ended up taking Eli, trading him to the Giants. Cardinals got some guy named Larry Fitzgerald. (laughs) So it all worked out. Can I add a postscript to that play? Minnesota. Uh, on the prior snap, Josh McCown took a huge hit. Huge. He was wrecked. He was down on the ground looking up at the air. A teammate comes over, pulls him up. So I'm like, We're, we need you. Get up. We need you. You're going to make this throw. That teammate, Emmett Smith, on the play before. That's crazy. It's an amazing uh, okay. story. And Emmett then, Smith is on the field for that play. The, the other little wow. piece of that, Nate Poole, who catches it, that win, that loss for the Vikings put the Packers into the playoffs, mm-hmm. and they presented him a key to the city of Green Bay True. afterwards. Yes. So that was a <laughs> massive play in sports at the time. Jamie, we'll go more recent for you. Okay. Week 18, first week 18 season ever oh, in the NFL. Oh, okay. 2021. The 3-14 and 14 Jaguars eliminated the Colts from playoff contention in the final game of the regular season. Colts were winning in. Jonathan Taylor was having this insane season. Mm. And they lost to the Jaguars. Two and two. It was incredible. Who was the Colts' starting quarterback when the Jaguars Ooh. beat Indianapolis the last week of the season? He would never take another down uh, or snap from the, the Colts again. Was it Brissett, Wentz, Ryan, or Rivers? Okay, so this is the Urban Meyer coach, Jacksonville Jaguars. Urban's gone, right? Urban's gone, gone. okay. But is that year? All right, so let's work backwards. So this year, it's the Anthony Richardson experience. So we're back four years, three years, three quarterback years ago for the Colts. I have to go. It's not... It's not Matt Ryan. Is it, it's going to go. I'm going to go Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. For Andrew Luck, the correct answer is Carson Wentz. Oh! Carson Wentz, they were on it. They had to win one of two games to the Raiders or to the Jaguars, two teams that were not doing much at the time. And he lost each of the final oh. two games with the Colts. A win in either game, and they would have clinched a playoff berth. Trevor Lawrence, in his rookie season, throws two touchdown passes. It was never really in doubt. Jaguars blew out the Colts. And this is one of those deals where Mr. Ursay said, that man will not be my quarterback ever again. It was like six and six yeah. years, right? Six quarterbacks. A couple of strange things about that. They were part of the in-season hard knocks, the Colts were, so yep. they documented it. The defensive coordinator for that Colts team off those two losses is Matt Loose. Eberflus, the current Loose, head coach. Yes. That was his last game as a coordinator. He got the job after that. Still got a it. A head scratcher. Still got it. But right? he's got the Bears playing hard. He right? does. Strange, uh, though. This is fun. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Giants and Jets, they always play in the preseason. In four years, they play in the regular season. Uh-huh. One of their most memorable finishes took place in the final game of the 88 season. It was the fourth quarter. Jets were down one. The Giants needed a win, and they would go to the playoffs. They're playing the Jets, who were mm-hmm. not going to the playoffs. Vern Lundquist and Terry Bradshaw mm-hmm. were on the call. Yes. Take a look what happens. Sure. No play action, but a shot. Notice 
that it's Tom Flynn, number 28, that has tuned man for man. To Flynn's not even a cornerback. He's a safety. He's, he's playing out of position. A perfectly thrown ball. What a day. What a day. They go into Giant Stadium. Yeah. The Jets win 27-21. The Eagles that day would also beat the Cowboys, so they win the NFC East. And then randomly, a Rams win over the Niners knocked out the Giants from mm. the playoffs altogether. That game was on December 18th, 1988. Yeah. I, don't remember, I don't expect you to remember where you were or where you happened. That play happened. Fourth grade. So I ask you, uh-huh. what was the number one movie in America when the Jets beat the Giants in 1988, final week of the season? Was it Twins? Was it Rain Man? Was it Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad? I like they had the full Naked Gun title. Uh-huh. Or was it Scrooge? Naked Gun, I believe, was 89. So that's, <laughs> love that uh, you have that. I love Naked Gun. Scrooge, this was the right, because they would have released it around Christmas. Sure and it, it did do pretty well. It's a dark movie. I rewatched it this year. It, <laughs> Is it dark? It, yeah, it's actually hard to watch. I just remember it as a Bobcat Christmas Goldwave movie. character like gets fired from his job and then turns to alcohol and violence. It's, okay. it's a really right. strange take on the Dickensian tale. Rain Man. <laughs> I don't think Rain Man came out at Christmas. Plus, it wasn't a, and it was more of an Academy Award thing. Twins was massive. And as we found out with our uh, our benefactor, uh, yes. Michael Davies, Twins is a huge reason we're here today. And it's So, you know what? I'll go with my gut. I'll go with twins, just out of sentimental factor. I, sure. th- I think it's twins. Do you think I re- Do you think I reversed engineered this to get to twins because right. William Davies, the brother of Michael Davies, yes. who's the executive producer of the show, penned twins? Do you think I reversed did this and it's just an answer? You think it's? I think I think you, Peter. You always have a little method to your madness, and I think it's twins. The correct answer is twins. Yeah, twins. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito starred as twin <laughs> brothers Julius and Vincent Benedict. They were born in a secret lab to produce the perfect child, but they were separated at birth. Julius was Schwarzenegger. He learns as an adult that he has a twin brother, Vincent, who has become a small-town crook. Julius, who speaks 12 languages, goes in search of his twin brother while developing a bond with all his family members he didn't know. Speaking of family members, yes, the movie's produced by Ivan Reitman. Yes, the movie is directed by Ivan Reitman. William Davies, who is the brother of Michael Davies, who is the godfather of this program, wrote Twins. What are we talking about? And the the full circle of it all is that William Davies, who was a sports writer for the Daily Mail at the time in London, had a credential to the Super Bowl, which was being played in L.A. that year. He came to L.A. with his script in hand, never went to the Super Bowl, just walked around Hollywood and was like, who Hmm. wants to buy this script? So he came for football and then never left again. It's really cool. That same weekend where the Davies family was celebrating, Altoon was just dunking on the Giants. Uh, last one. It's one of, one of the most memorable moments, but let's see if you guys can get to the trivia of it. Week 17 of the 2017 season. We're enjoying a Ravens renaissance right now, but that wasn't the case then. Ravens were up 27-24 at home against an awful Bengals team late in the fourth quarter. Ravens win and they're in. A loss, though, would send the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs. The Bills had just finished their game against Miami. It's 4th and 12 for the Bengals. A single stop ends things and sends the Ravens to the playoffs. Ian Eagles on the call. Take a listen. Ravens trying to end it here. 4th down. Dalton steps up. Dalton throws. It's complete. Caught by Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Touchdown. Remarkable. The Cincinnati Bengals have stunned this crowd. Boyd scores the 49-yard touchdown. The Bengals win 31-27. Remember, Andy Dalton gets sent to all these amazing things from the Buffalo Mm -hmm. crowd. Oh, yeah. The Bills had snuck by (laughs) the Dolphins earlier in the day, and they were watching in the locker room, making the playoffs for the first time in 18. 
18 years, thanks to Tyler Boyd on that final play. It's incredible. <laughs> so here's some real deep cut stuff. Yes. Which Bills player famously was celebrating with his two kids in the visiting Dolphins locker room that day? <laughs> he had his two kids in the locker room when the play is going down. The clip was shown a million times. Was it Fred Jackson, Kyle Williams, Terod Taylor, or Eric Wood? Who had two kids in the locker room celebrating with Sean McDermott and the boys? Go ahead. Who's going first? Am I guessing? You, you're first? up. Right, I'm guessing first. It's amazing that you guys, since you've been in it for so long, these things pop up in your mind, and right away you're like, oh, yeah, I remember him with his two kids. Um, I'm going to go with Kyle Williams just because he's a legendary Buffalo Bill, and that guy was amazing as a defensive line. I'm going Kyle Williams. I'm going to go A, Fred Jackson. Tyra Taylor wouldn't have kids by then. I don't know Eric Wood at all. Mm. I mean, I know what the answer is, I, but I, I I will say, uh, <laughs> I'll say uh, Eric Wood. I love it. Yeah, I Eric love you, Wood. Yeah, he, he would have his kids. Loves he's doing radio with the Buffalo Bills right now. All right, yeah. so they travel to Miami, and this guy brings his two kids who are not in their teens. Let's see how the Bills reacted in their victorious locker room and who the father was. Steps up, fires down the middle, complete with the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Cincinnati. Anything about heart? Mm. You know anything about work? Yeah. Huh? That's who we are. That's who we love. These boys are going to enjoy it with their dad. Yeah. They knew what was coming. They wanted to come celebrate with us. Hey, hey, man. Coach and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. This is a start. This is not a finish. This is a start. All right. Let's stay on it. Let's stay on our standard every day and let's go make some noise. Now let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. Young yes, oh, no. young snowman. Very young Deion Hawkins. Kyle is yeah. a the monster. That was is a monster. It was yeah. This kid, 18 years they waited. Now we take it for granted. The Bills are in the playoffs. Of course, the Bills are in the every playoffs. year they're in the yeah. playoffs. It was a massive deal that they got massive. in, and I believe we were treated to a Terod Taylor Blake Bortles playoff we game. Wasn't it? it yeah. wasn't great. We Not were. a great game. Jaguars won. Yeah, they did. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.